When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone and welcome to today's video. We're going to talk about a few things in Legends and how it's going to tie into Andor as well as some background info on Palpatine's main squeeze. What? No, I'm just kidding. But a fan theory is that Slymore and Palpatine were, you know, together. So, first things first, Emperor Palpatine actually had a son. And I'm not talking about Rey's father, which was really just a clone of himself. I'm talking about Triclops. And it's based on the fact that he has three eyes, two normal ones and one on the other side of his head. But more interesting than Triclops is his mother, because his mom is one of the weirdest characters in the Star Wars universe. She was kidnapped as a young girl by Darth Maul, groomed by Senator Palpatine, and eventually impregnated with Sidious's child. Sounds like a pretty crazy tale, doesn't it? Today, we're going to look at Palpatine's rumored lover, the woman known as Slime Moore, and uncover all of her secrets. So here are her legend's origins. Okay, so if we take one look at Slime Moore, we'll be able to tell that she's not your average humanoid alien. With her sickly pale skin and strange white eyes, we might think that she's a Dathomirian witch, or a Nagai telepath, or just some alien. And you'd be kind of sort of close, because she isn't human. She's technically an Umbaran, a type of near-human alien from Umbara. Now, Umbarans are unique for a few reasons. Their world, also known as the Shadow World, is an eternal night. The light from their local star was never able to penetrate the planet's atmosphere. So every single life form evolved to survive in a state of near pitch black, kind of like Chronicles of Riddick. And that pretty much explains Moore's bizarre appearance, but it doesn't exactly explain why Palpatine ordered Maul to kidnap her. So here's her dark side connection. To be completely fair to Maul, we're not entirely sure if Palpatine ordered him to kidnap Moore or not. But kidnapping a young girl doesn't seem like the most Darth Maulish thing to do. After all, this is the same Sith apprentice who couldn't wait to murder a young female, Jedi apprentice only a few months before the invasion of Naboo. Maul mostly wanted to kill his force-powered rivals. He didn't waste his time on regular folk. But with diving too much more into the details, Maul did in fact kidnap Sly Moore, and she underwent one of the most grueling dark side challenges in the galaxy. Just like the Valley of the Dark Lords on Korriban, Moore's prison was haunted by the spirits of Sith, and they plagued her constantly. Eventually, Darth Sidious showed up and decided to rescue Moore from the torture, but I say rescue with some really big quotes around it, because ordering Darth Maul to imprison her and then showing up as her knight in shining armor is 100% the type of thing that Darth Sidious would do to manipulate someone into loving him, and it shouldn't really count as rescuing. Now, by that point in time, Palpatine still served as the senator from Naboo. So that means Sly Moore was there during his rise to power, as we saw her in the prequels. And she slid in right beside Palpatine. 
Since she was a Force-sensitive herself, Palpatine spent years training her in the dark side. One of her greatest gifts was using the dark side to spread fear and confusion in the minds of others, which might have been one of the reasons that the Jedi couldn't sense that Palpatine was the Sith in control of the Senate. And I know a lot of people make the joke, well, you know, why didn't they just blood test him, test his midichlorian count? Well, that's actually a really good point, but it might go even deeper than that. During Sidious's time as a senator, Slymore didn't really hold too great of a political position. But after Chancellor Valorum stepped down and Palpatine was voted to replace him, Moore catapulted into fame as the staff aide. That position was more or less the chief of staff for the Republic Chancellor, and Moore became the second most powerful person in the galaxy. But let's be honest, Moore's rise to power wasn't that inconspicuous. A lot of people looked at this random, pale-skinned girl from Umbara and wondered how she climbed so high, so quickly. And after a while, even the Jedi began to wonder. But luckily for Moore, the end of the Clone Wars brought about the extermination of the Jedi, and she narrowly avoided their investigation. So now let's fast forward a bit to the time of the Empire. It's during the Empire's rise that Slymore's life took some real twists and turns. Naturally, within the first weeks of creating his new empire, Palpatine appointed Moore as one of the highest-ranking members of his Imperial Ruling Council. She was never going to be demoted, not after sticking to Palpatine for so long. But it didn't take long for the Holonet to start spinning some rumors about Sly, and they were pretty wild. Gossip rags around the galaxy started to call Moore the Queen of the Empire, and they even claimed that Moore was one of Palpatine's secret concubines. Of course, Palpatine was rumored to have several affairs and concubines at the time, but having a relationship with Moore would have been especially bizarre. If they actually did carry on this affair, then the two could have produced an insanely powerful child. You know, if the Force willed it, because as we know from Force Unleashed, if you have a kid and you're Force-sensitive, it doesn't necessarily guarantee that the kid will be Force-sensitive too. And yes, I know that's for cloning, but the same could happen with offspring. And this, in fact, was the case with Dooku's family. Dooku was the one that was the most gifted out of all of the children, while some didn't even exhibit any sort of Force powers that we know of. So with Palpatine and Sly Moore, both of them were trained in the dark side. Palpatine was arguably the greatest Sith Lord to have ever lived. And, you know, actually, according to even more unverified sources, the pair might have actually given birth to a son. And this brings us back to the beginning of the video. Now, this didn't happen immediately. After a while, Sly Moore transitioned away from the Imperial spotlight on Coruscant and moved to Palpatine's private world of Biss. There, Moore continued working on dark side experiments for Palpatine. She studied how to create life out of nothing and experimented on captured Jedi that had escaped the first wave of purges. Starting to sound a lot like what Disney's done with Star Wars going forwards, with the Inquisitors and having the Jedi be tortured and experimented upon after Order 66. And in the very end, she used all the research from those experiments to make herself pregnant with Emperor Palpatine's child. Now, we can't be sure whether or not this boy known as Triclops was born from Palpatine's actual DNA or some other Sith sorcery, but according to most reports, Triclops was actually Darth Sidious's son, Super EU Legends. With the birth of Triclops, Slymore hoped to bring about one of the greatest Sith achievements of her age, but she wouldn't live to see it. She died while giving birth to the child, ironically, and he'd be forced to live out the rest of his days fighting for his legacy as the heir of Palpatine. So here's what we know in canon of Slymore. Now, when we compare her crazy life in Legends with what happens in the new canon, 
we do find some pretty big changes. For one thing, Sly Moore and Mon Mothma were established enemies in the new canon. They never got into any physical fights, of course, or anything like that. Now, of course, unfortunately for Mothma, she probably wouldn't be able to contend with a dark side user like Moore. But in the realm of politics, neither liked each other. And we saw that in the latest episode of Andor. Moore often used her power to cruelly withhold food and aid from planets who desperately needed it. She wasn't really a nice person. And later, when Darth Vader tried to learn the secret of his master, Darth Sidious, Sly Moore tried her hand at hunting Vader down. But, you know, that went just as well as you'd expect. In her first attempt, Vader outran her in his smaller ship. Later, Slymore decided to hire one of the deadliest bounty hunters in the galaxy, IG-88, but just like every bounty hunter Vader had faced, IG-88 failed, and Vader decided that he would need to kill Moore once and for all for her betrayal. He chased down the Umbaran and killed every member of her entourage before turning to Moore, but instead of killing the dark side adept, Vader decided to show her mercy, because she was going to help him track down Luke Skywalker, or at least that's what she said while she was bargaining for her life. In the end, her short-lived assassination attempt on Vader kept her in the game for a bit longer. She ended up informing Vader about the secret auction for Han Solo's body, which was now frozen in carbonite. The Crimson Dawn had set up a secret auction to attract every big wig in the galactic underworld, from the Hut Council to the Black Sun. You may have seen a video of mine where I covered this comic. If not, go check out the comic or the video for yourself. But Moore knew that the auction would draw Solo's friends, namely Luke Skywalker, out of hiding. And when Vader went there to get Solo and attract Luke, he pushed the final pin in the Crimson Dawn's big plan, killing the Sith. And Sly Moore was caught in the middle. But just like you'd expect from her, she didn't quite learn her lesson. She had only narrowly survived betraying Vader once before, but during the Battle of the Crimson Dawn auction, Moore thought it'd be smarter to try one last time. And just like before, she failed. Vader nearly killed her for her attempt. But thanks to Darth Sidious's sudden intervention, she survived. When so many misguided fools now seem to think that a million are stronger than one. So when you think of Slymore, what do you think? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? There is quite a big gap between her canon and Legends tale. Personally, I like her Legends version. I'm not a huge fan of what they're doing in between the original trilogy with Luke fighting Vader again and him tossing his blue lightsaber away and so much more. Now, the biggest difference between canon and Legends with Sly Moore is the three-eyed son who could rightfully claim the throne for his own. So if you take a look at Legends tales between Triclops and another mutant named Trioculus, there might be a few goofy stories that might not translate very well into the big screen, but using Sly Moore as a secret villain, someone in the background with mysterious dark side abilities would be a great way to further explore Sith magic. And I suppose even if they don't bring Triclops to live action, which really wouldn't be a big deal, we're not missing much, Slymore wouldn't be a bad candidate for Rey's grandmother. Although, of course, that's, you know, not going to happen anymore, and Rey's father is meant to be a strain clone. They could, of course, alter everything and make her birth similar to Triclops, which I think would have been pretty cool. Anyways, what do you guys think? Do you like Sly more? Do you want to learn more about her? Do you hope we get to see more of her in the show? I hope you enjoyed this video. Please do leave a like on it if you did enjoy your time, and I'll see you all in the next episode on Star Wars Theory. Thanks so much for your time, everyone. Until the next one, remember, the Force will be with you always.